0: Car Chats with Tess, Cat and Sean acknowledges the traditional custodians of the Kulin nations,
1: whose land on which we record and air our content.
2: We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. You're listening to Car Chats with Tess, Cat and Sean,
0: the radio show where we talk about all things taboo and relevant to you. Catch us at radiomonash.org every
1: Tuesday at 5. Hello and welcome to Car Chats with Tess, Kat and Sean, the final episode for season eight, which just seems wild. (laughs) I'm Tess. I'm Kat. And I'm Sean. And this is the show where we talk about all things taboo and relevant to you. And today we are coming to you with a short, sharp, sweet episode about our favourite moments this season or this year really and our plans for the future of car charts, which is very exciting. But first, Kat and Sean,
0: how are your week? Oh man. I mean, we're going to go into it a bit later, but everything's opened up. Well, not everything, nearly everything. Um, I feel very overwhelmed going back to work and having to like socialize in person and do stuff at home as well. Like I think I was saying, um, I went to the city the other day and though it was really like, it was really quiet side note, still very quiet, but having to travel to the city is like, like traveling in and out is about an hour and a half, and that's like an hour and a half just gone out of my day. Whereas I'm so used to just jumping onto Zoom meetings and only having to take a minute
1: right <laughs> to, to each one. Like you can pack so much more into your day exactly when you don't have to commute. Yeah, right. So it's also it's also like a much needed break sometimes that like commute. I think
0: yeah because
1: I'll go straight from work into a Zoom lecture you know right. into like placement so it doesn't it's not mm. ideal mm. very yeah. tiring
0: it is it is it does save a lot of time you are but right. it feels like it's such a jump from being completely locked down and then yeah. all of a sudden everything's come back. And I, I won't can't. lie. I've had those overwhelming moments where it's like, yeah. Oh my God, I can't, I can't do it as, as, as well as I used to be able to, you know?
2: Okay. That's, uh, that makes me feel so much better because I was honestly just thinking about socializing and I know Kat, you've got your thing coming up and I'm just like, I don't even know what to do in a group situation. Um, But yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to act as well. Cause I've got like a few social things on this weekend. Um, and I'm just like, I don't even know what to talk about. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to act. And I'm hoping that it like comes back to me like riding a bike. But yeah, I'm just so used to like not seeing anyone in person.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting. I also find myself really depleted after social situations.
2: Yeah. I just, I'm just for not sure. used to it.
1: Yeah. I'm not used to going out and socializing for a few hours and like, come home, I need to take a nap. Like, yeah
2: hundred percent. I'm and I so tired. I wonder if any of like our other listeners as well like feel a bit anxious about everything reopening. I think they just do it too soon. Like they need to like you know ease us back into it. Watch me stay. I mean, indoors. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was pretty a grateful
1: difference. for it. Yeah. But I do understand the concerns about the speed at which it's occurred. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the big and the big difference. And yeah, when we I
0: compare think. it to the last lockdown where we when we came out of it you weren't allowed to you know go to anyone's houses yet and it was just um hospitality open like i get it like it was it was mm. surprising that we could just jump into all those things but i guess at the end of the day it's, it's good that we have a summer to look forward to where we can actually do a lot and i booked flights to byron <gasps> oh you did? yeah yeah exciting I'm so excited.
1: with who um I am meeting Michael and his friends
0: up there. Ooh. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. is this in a couple of weeks? Yeah. Oh my god!
2: So much basically, fun. you're basically a resident of Byron Bay at this point, eh? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but yeah, I'll just be up there for a few days. It'll just that's be awesome. in- oh my god, that's gonna be so I'm getting fun getting and out so of hot. <laughs> yeah,
2: you're
0: gonna get the best tent as well. <laughs> I hope so, but I also kind of want to tan before I
1: go because I don't want to look so
2: pasty. pasty. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I am quite pasty. Well, my arms aren't. My arms turn really quick. Yeah. And then the rest of my body is super pasty. takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. I so get that.
0: that. (laughs) I so get that. Yeah. But
1: very, very exciting. I'm so grateful that we've reopened. So, so grateful. But the issue I have is that everyone wants to see each other because we haven't been able to, right? But it's also the start of exams.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: It's a bit hectic because I'm
0: trying to balance seeing my friends and their family and studying. And I just don't want to study. I know. It's so hard. I feel so bad. I've been, like, either cancelling or rain checking on so many people. And I just end my day, like, if I have something on the night, I'm like, I just don't want to go. And I feel so bad because I'm like, I haven't seen these people in so long. But it's like, I just want to stay home. i'm too busy or i'm too stressed well
2: it's gonna take you a while to like uh, you know get your social battery to like back to where it was as well and i think it's totally fine to just ease yourself into it and stuff
0: right
2: it's that overwhelming urge to just catch up with everyone but also i'm just like so tired could be because i just got vaccinated yesterday and i didn't get any sleep Mm. last night but the thought of going out this weekend although i'm excited to see people i just don't want to go through the motions like i just yeah i know how to explain it but i feel like i'm one of those people that like like leading up to something I feel so tired and then once I'm there I'm just I'm there you know what I mean yeah yeah so I, yeah. yeah it's a um, bit true of a, it's, it's like yeah. getting
1: you out of the house is the hard part but 100%. once you're there you are the life of the party Sean oh
2: okay. yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm really keen and I'm also, also glad to be vaccinated just in time as well because I feel yeah. like watching everyone else go out and like plan things like Olivia was just like oh, like, I'm going to go out and, you know, thing around and see the girls and do this and do that. And I'm just like, oh, like, that's fun. That's <laughs> like, and stuff. And it's just really hardcore FOMO for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're all good now. I, hun- yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm so tired right now. Um, but I feel good. Like, in terms of, like, I feel last time I had the chest pains and I had to go to the hospital, I feel, like, so much better now. I think it's just more, like, just from what I've heard from other people, I haven't actually got it that bad this time. I just am so tired. And my arm is so painful. So hopefully I don't have to do any like heavy lifting tonight at work because mm. I'm just going to check out and <laughs> be like, sorry. Okay.
1: Be safe, Sean. Please do yes. yourself. Absolutely. Oh, I just <laughs> want to say really
2: quickly, just like backtracking a little bit in terms of like having that time to debrief while commuting. That is so like, like an understated thing, like especially with the work that I'm doing, like after a shit day and stuff, you just need to like decompress because I find, like the shorter Mm. like the shorter drives coming from home after like you know a shift I feel like I kind of bring that energy with me if that makes sense whereas when I you know did that shift in Geelong I feel like by the time I got back to mine I was like I'm done like you know what I mean like that feels like yesterday at this point like I can't Mm. even remember feeling anxious or tired or like edgy and stuff so having that commuting time is super important. In terms yeah, of like just decompressing, and I bought this like stress spray that you can just spray into the car and just like just vibes. So, Ooh, yeah. is it like oh. essential oils? Yeah, it's I forget what it's called, but That's you can fun. just get it at Woolies. I've got like the sleep one for my diffuser. Guys, yeah. Speaking
1: of Woolies, unrelated, they're releasing <laughs> cheese advent calendars for Christmas. Oh what?
2: Oh, no. With little cheeses. Oh my gosh! Yes, only you would know that. i lactose intolerant as well. I'm, I know, I'm and I love cheese. Or, like surprised yeah if um
0: you haven't uh if you don't get that reference go over to our instagram page um there are some very attractive (laughs) photos of us
1: yeah so cute yeah so so
2: cute that actually sounds like a good idea though i might i might look into (laughs)
1: it amazing okay shall we jump into our news update for the week the first one we've already touched on victoria's out of lockdown yeah but also kind of Kind of related and really exciting, but international travel is opening really soon. Oh,
0: so Almost exciting. Than we
1: anticipated.
0: Absolutely, I feel like everyone's starting to book their Euro trips. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to be in Europe next year, so <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be a really funny year. But I don't know about you guys. I think with travel for me, internationally, it's still going to be that spontaneous sort of thing where I'm only booking a few weeks or a month beforehand because yeah. of the uncertainty of what it's going to look like next year. Mm-hmm. Unless there's like set things like study tours or tours in general. Yeah, like that's a good Yeah, but, I'm yeah it's very exciting. You don't want to
1: plan something. And it's really hard when it is cancelled.
0: Yeah, especially yeah. a big trip like going to Europe or America or wherever you're going overseas. It doesn't mean the
2: thing. stress of doing all the calls and sorting everything out. It's just so draining. It's like uh, you're trying to the get holiday, the money back, and now you have to like beg for your money back. You're saying Tess?
1: "Yeah, my my sister T, she's had five or six trips cancelled.
2: That's so upsetting. It's just That's so many. upsetting.
1: Yeah, but, well, because yeah. every time we go out of lockdown, she books." like the beach getaway or something with their friends right yeah only to go straight back into lockdown and yeah. like the thing is like when you've already lost money like we had a europe trip booked mm. and then you lose a few like like you yeah. lose, you lose money
0: yeah
1: because airlines are fucking garbage sometimes yeah um it's like i'm not prepared to take that gamble again exactly
0: right <laughs> i work casual yeah so we'll see what um next year looks like with travel and hopefully um yeah we can all head over i don't know where would you guys want to go where would your number one place place be
2: i just want to go home um,
0: <laughs> fair, fair like i haven't seen fair my sign. family in
2: so long so sorry yeah <laughs> i haven't seen anyone in yeah. so long so i'd just love to go back and see everyone and yeah just pay my respects yeah them, so, of yeah. course um,
1: Mine's similar. I want to go see my grandparents Aww. in Scotland. Yeah. Um, but also then do my Europe trip because <laughs> fair.
2: But yeah, you be there. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's Where excellent.
0: would you go, Kat? Oh, I don't know. I I was supposed to go to America last year, so I would want to go there and see some friends there. But I think a Europe trip is just mm-hmm. the best, so maybe, maybe go back to Greece. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, onto some more good news. The Save Our Scene campaign has been successful. You may have seen on our Instagram, on our stories um, that we've been supporting the Save Our Scene campaign in Victoria, which is um, this initiative to get uh, venues back open, uh, live music back in the live music capital of Australia. Uh, So yes, it's really good news with the um, announcement of these restrictions um, easing up that we can have full events for fully vaccinated individuals um, by, I think it's, yeah, it's when it's 90% double dose. So that's really exciting. It's really promising for the industry. They were first to close, the last to open. So it's very good news and I'm very happy that we can actually just like rock up to like a local pub and there's some good music playing. Like that's all I want to see. I just want to pop in and. You know, and the other thing is I just want to rant a little, you know, when we see uh, there's um, a lot of festivals and concerts coming back out and I understand people do want to see the lineups for these things and see big artists and international names. But I think, I think we've got to remind ourselves that our local industry has suffered a lot and it will be so great if we can all support the local artists um, out there who have, you know, taken it Um it's been quite hard for them over the last 18 months. So if you see a lineup and you see they're only Aussie artists, do not complain. <laughs> they deserve the money, attention, and support. Um, we will get international artists eventually, but let's just show our support for those local artists who have 100%. definitely suffered. Yeah. 100%. And that's such a,
1: like, oh, I'm just so happy. Like, <laughs> so happy. Right. You know, finally. Like, this this industry has really, really copped it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah.
2: Um, so and they also haven't is, had the clearest is- roadmap either. Like I feel like no, I've, they haven't been left out so much, and the uncertainty yeah. can't be yeah. good. And there's other people as well, like not just artists that support the live music scene, and their jobs have been in like you know uncertain as well. Booking agents, like, techs, yeah, all of them, people that yeah. you know, um, you know, producers and people that set up. Mm. I don't really know what the jobs are, but you know, roadies that like you know, I've been out at work yeah. and stuff. But yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's very good news that we can see. Um, our live music industry you know have its revival
1: which is really cool. Amazing news on to our next update which has absolutely flooded the news so I'm sure everyone knows about it but actor Alec Baldwin accidentally shot and killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins on set of an upcoming movie called Rust. Now Alec Baldwin is an actor and also a producer on the film and I did a really, really deep dive into this story and it's so, so heartbreaking and it's really concerning um, because I think it's, I I don't know if it's an accident. There's a lot of conversation around it. Um, But there's a few key players that I'd like to mention really briefly if that's okay. Yeah, give us the Um, rundown. So we have the head armourer, that's 24-year-old Hannah Gutierrez, I want to say. So she is relatively new in this industry, but her dad is a really successful armorer. Okay. So she is in charge of the weapons on set. Now, she has quite a checkered history, including uh, where she gave a live gun, a loaded weapon to a child on set of a previous project and they had to stop production oh, goodness. whilst that was resolved. Yeah, so she's a key player. So she prepares the weapon. (laughs) And then Dave Halls, the film's assistant director, is the one who hands it to Alec Baldwin and yells cold gun, which means that it's safe to use to film with. Um, And he also has a checkered past. So he's had complaints raised against him by colleagues for unsafe conduct when it comes to weapons on previous projects as well. Additionally, the uh, investigation shows that crew members had been using prop guns for target practice outside filming hours.
2: There are just so many things wrong. Like there's so many like things that it's have ridiculous. gone wrong and procedures that were not followed, and it's just it's just such a. It just How sounds, are there so
0: many? Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like a good day.
2: Easily avoided, like it was an accident that just definitely didn't need to happen because so many people just failed to do the right thing.
1: I know, and. You know, like I am devastated for everyone who knew Helena Hutchins. It is so tragic. Her family, yeah. her her son, it and Alec Baldwin as well. Like the state he would be in, knowing that he's killed someone, is yeah. so heartbreaking. But I also don't think um, he's completely, you know, without fault, removed of responsibility because he's a producer on this film, like. Part of your role is ensuring you do your due diligence in hiring right people and doing background checks and ensuring there's safety measures in place. Like it just is beyond me how something like this could happen. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's so devastating. And, yeah, it's nuts to think that today we have these concerns and these tragedies happen on big Hollywood sets. You'd yeah. think there'd be enough in place yeah. to uh prevent this sort of this sort of stuff happening so
1: yeah
0: it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds and what happens to those key players um, and what change will occur for this not to happen again
2: 100 percent. i just wanted to jump in as well and just talk a little bit about donald trump jr like someone who has tried to profit i guess that's the worst part Um, off this tragedy by selling merch saying you know guns don't kill people Alec Baldwin does and there are so many things wrong with that on so many levels not only like targeting Alec Baldwin during this like really hard time but profiting off this accident I just don't understand where the logic is and I don't understand people that support the Trump family in any way can you know purchase these t-shirts and actually wear them around like there's someone who's literally mourning right now and they've lost a sister a daughter and you're just trying to make like a quick buck from it just to what, to prove a point about the fact that guns are safe. It's, you know what I mean? It's just, just not mm. the right time. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's disgustingly inconsiderate. Like, yeah.
1: like, where is your compassion? Like, yeah, a woman just right? died.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyways, on to more national news. Uh, the other day, Scott Morrison had announced a plan to reach net zero emissions by 2050 with the global climate change conference set to happen in a few days in Glasgow. The plan suggests that Australia will use like new technologies that don't exist yet (laughs) to reach this target. um, And it would also uh, prevent any loss to the, you know, farmers and industry, like all the, all the people who would be impacted. He's suggesting that no, they're not going to be impacted by this, yada, yada, yada. Basically The response and commentary towards this was disappointing, perhaps I wouldn't say shocked because it's unsurprising to me that he would, you know, try and make this sort of stuff up to, you know, it's Scotty from marketing, right? Like he's he's making this shit up to sound like he's doing the right thing when he really isn't. So I want to read out this tweet that I liked because um, it literally sums up the whole plan. Spoke to the bank today. Told them I'm not going to pay the mortgage. I have a plan to pay the mortgage, but I can't tell them what that plan is. They'll get all their money by 2050, depending on new technologies that haven't been invented yet. Because that's the Australian way. There you go. That sums it up. <laughs> Who Scott Scott Morrison is and how pre- he and how he presented the plan. There you go. It just sounds like. <laughs> It's like a
2: schoolboy excuse of, oh, like, I didn't actually right. do my homework, but I'm planning on doing it because, you know, this, but it'll, don't worry, it'll work yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It'll happen. It'll happen. Just, oh, it'll, goodness. it'll
2: be on your desk. <laughs> I've it got is so plan. embarrassing. I feel like we've already <laughs> oh. got such a shit track record when it comes to like making, you know, commitments towards like a better future kind of It's so, it's so That's what
0: it is. It's embarrassing. Oh, it's a lot it's also stuff.
1: like, honestly, I don't even think it's that feasible at a national level. Yeah, like we are not going to reduce our emissions by 2050 to the yeah. extent that they need to be reduced mm. like we're not we're not mm-hmm. realistically we're not
2: mm. yeah
1: um so I think some kind of international emissions trading scheme where right. you know countries that don't emit up to their like quota or whatever yeah can, can trade to us and then that way we alleviate poverty. <laughs> it's like a lot of that
0: is the developing world. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no, we'll have That's to like see the what pathway we need to take. Yeah, I think it'll be. Yeah, we'll have to see what um, comes out of this Glasgow conference, which happens um, on the thirty first, starting on the thirty first of October, I believe. Uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, I think it's um, the most frustrating bit of it is these leaders probably aren't going to be here in. like in 30 years time right they may but they're probably you know at the end right so it's us who are going to be copying this and it's frustrating that we don't get to have that say or that contribution and it feels like we're being a bit misrepresented. You know, they're thinking about, they're not really thinking about their future because their future won't exist. Yeah. With, yeah. So like, yeah, I 100%. think that's the, it's, it's, the it's totally
2: like one of those, like, oh, it's a future problem to worry about. So I'm not going to do anything now about it. Yeah. There should be an age limit, I reckon, on like certain positions in government. Just mm. because, yeah. When it comes to future uh, actions. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, I just wanted to say as well, in local news, totally different. Um, but there has been a push by the therapeutics good administration to allow pharmacists to prescribe the pill. Um, Obviously talking about birth control here, and the terms and conditions are basically if you've been on the same pill for over two years plus, you can just go to a pharmacy, which would save people so much money and time having to book a consultation with a doctor and pay like 70 bucks just to see them to get prescribed the exact same pill. There has been some pushback, however, in regards to whether or not pharmacists are capable of doing so, but the pharmacist guild yeah. has shot back being like, we, you know, we have... Degrees, we are way more competent than you guys are giving us credit for. And I think it just makes it more accessible. But Mm the downside to that as well, I was reading so much into this. Quick
0: question Was this recently, because I did read a lot about how there was a suggestion that pharmacists should be able to, but I didn't read that the TGA actually confirmed that it it will start to happen. Was that a recent development?
2: Yeah, I think it's like literally two weeks ago that I read it, maybe less than two weeks ago actually. Um, But the only concern, obviously, here is the fact that a lot of people that go in to get their prescription from the doctor also use that time to check up and like have a chat about their general health and they can use it to do other checkups as well. So obviously, if they're just going to the pharmacist Mm. to get the pill, they're not really seeing their GP as often as they should, especially at like critical um, times in a woman's life. So, yeah, there's
1: how frequently do you get a general health checkup? Like I don't
0: do it frequently. <laughs> No, I don't do it frequently yeah. either. But how
1: often do I go to get a pill refill every three months? Right. You know I mean, so like those intervals, I don't need general health checkups yeah. every interval. And yeah. the other I thing would, is,
0: yeah. yeah, I noticed like a like even personally, I don't my doctor, I have to pay for my doctor, so paying for for those appointments can be yeah. really frustrating and um like you feel like you're wasting your money because you're just going in and, yeah. and asking for a script, you know. Yeah. So, 100%. yeah, it is a very interesting move. I am fascinated by it and I think it I is just, a good push and it needs to happen. I mean, you can buy condoms and you can buy the morning after at a pharmacist. Literally... So why can't we get birth control and save yeah. some money? <laughs>
1: I guess like the hormones is the difference because it actually, you know, messes yeah. with your body
2: I think, yeah, the requirement is obviously if you're two years on the same pill and, you know, it works for you and stuff. Yeah, I think that's the, yeah. like, the condition. Like, if it's less than two years and you can't actually do it. But I think it's just awesome having the option, you know, women that want to continue seeing their GP and stuff can do so. And Yeah, just for want to sure.
1: Up. And, like, with the rise in telehealth due to the coronavirus lockdowns, yeah. it's, like... We do have different options yeah. now, but not having to pay to see a doctor or speak to a doctor on the phone would be yeah. like the
0: huge benefit. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um,
1: that might be the longest news update yeah. in the history of car chats, <laughs> that's- but that's okay Absolutely. because you don't actually have that much to talk about. No, right? we don't.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: On to our weird and wacky to wrap this segment up. Sean, let's start with you.
2: Um. So my one, I can't remember where I drew this from, but a uh, five-hour bus tour of Hong Kong caters to the sleep deprived. So, the the reasoning behind this is there's a company that's just you know understood that some people just can't get sleep and some people just enjoy falling asleep on the bus. I know I do. Um, and there's just five-hour trip around Hong Kong where you can just pay a ticket, hop on, and. Obviously, it's safe. There's a driver and there's other people on the bus and you just, yeah, just go around <laughs> Hong Kong for five hours and hopefully you get some sleep See, along the way. That's so random. I know, it is. But it not is.
1: also, like, I, I love sleep yeah. and I love naps and if I can fall
0: asleep on a bus, great, but I wouldn't choose to sleep on a bus. Yeah, because it's uncomfortable as well. Yeah. And, yeah, it reminds me of the... Um, You know the flights, the tickets that you could buy to fly around in a circle, like, over Corona and then go back? It reminds me of that, like, just going for the sake
2: of it. But that's
1: the thing, like, flying isn't the fun part of travel. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I
2: can't get any sleep on a plane either. Like, I don't know know who's sleeping on planes. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. I used to be really good at it. Now it's tragic. and I can't.
2: You just really need to be like sleep deprived and be an insomniac to hop onto this. But I guess at least there's the option for those people. There you
0: go. Exactly. (laughs) Anyways, my one is um, I kind of have two because this one's a news update and a weird and wacky. I'll start off with that one. Joe Rogan, uh, Ted Cruz and Fox News hosts want to save Australia from its coronavirus strategies. So, yes, you probably have seen the ridiculous commentary from Americans um, who have been saying that we live in a, uh, quote, uh, full totalitarian control, which is a fucking joke. Like, stay in your lane. You have enough problems in America. Why are you coming at us Literally for-, for being locked down? Like, calm down. Anyways, I'm going to read out some tweets. Um, this one is from uh, Candace Owens. Looking into what is Ooh. happening in Australia and I can now confidently say that World War 3 is upon us. We are in the midst of a global psychological warfare under the guise of COVID-19. Governments worldwide have declared war on their people for full totalitarian control. Okay. Um, then we've got Ted Cruz. I love the other... I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Then we've got Ted Cruz. I love the Aussies. Their history of rugged independence is legendary. I've always said Australia is the Texas of the Pacific. The COVID tyranny of their current government is disgraceful and sad. Individual liberty matters. I stand with the people of Australia. And what gets me is I know that a lot of these Americans wouldn't even know where Australia is on the map. So shut up stay in America, stay with your, like, deal with your issues and just just chill out, chill out. We, we've got, you know, our own stuff to deal with, but it's not that big of a deal compared to what you have
2: to deal with. You know what though, what I do enjoy <laughs> about this whole trend in America is the, like, The TikToks that have come out in response to it, like (laughs) that Abby Chatfield one, but I've seen so many of people just like literally going about their day, like walking their dogs, being like, "Oh yeah, like I'm being like oppressed. Like help, somehow, please deploy." And I'm just like, I hope, I hope they get our sense of humor. I really do. It's honestly
1: laughable, and I think they honestly think that they're doing this like high and mighty thing, being like Australians.
0: I am here for you. I know. you were and, like, protesting one. in front of the embassy in America, like in God. New York like, or something.
1: It's honestly um, ridiculous. It's, it's honestly so ridiculous. Weird. Candace Owens is such a problematic human, human being. <laughs> also, just to jump back to the Alec Baldwin story for a second. Yes. She claimed that that absolutely tragic fatal shooting was, and I quote, poetic justice given Baldwin's previous criticisms of Donald Trump. mm
2: I it just, just mm-hmm. goes to show, like, what women people they are, 100%. Yeah. It's, again, jumping onto a tragedy to make some political statement that's, you know, not even valid. 100%. 100%. <laughs> so gross. I'm On not, a
0: kind of lighter note, I'm just going to add this headline because this was my initial one. Initial one. Initial. <laughs> initial. Initial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, court rules words. Pablo, sorry, court rules Pablo Escobar's uh, cocaine hippos are legally people. <laughs> a bit odd, but um, more than <laughs> I can't. It's just so odd. More than eighty hippos in Colombia are the first non-human creatures to be legally considered people by a U.S. court. There you, know, you go. Uh,
2: I just want to say that I could not have guessed the following word as you were reading that out. If I hadn't seen the headline, everything just just keeps adding to it like oh, no. what well, Escobar's cocaine hippos legally people yeah right oh geez. yeah so are
0: the hippos used in they okay so what? the hippos were descendants of four illegally imported by Escobar. so he illegally imported hippos um and they're saying that something to do with they have to identify them as humans a part of the court case or something doesn't really make sense, but I think the headline is weird and wacky enough to be like, mm. what the hell is this? Anyways, random,
1: go random. I word. did read something about um, whether or not AI, artificial intelligence, will be deemed like a legal person. Oh, that scares me. Oh, that is
0: scary. I don't want robots yeah. considered. No. Anyways, yeah. I don't want
1: to think about that now. It stresses me out too much. But my weird and wacky. Is from Lad Bible, extremely reputable, I know. But <laughs> Donald Trump goes off on bizarre tangent about golden showers. Oh, so, oh my
0: god. So oh my this god. former president was speaking. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know. I just don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah, go it on. It was
1: strange. So he was speaking at the National Republican Senatorial Committee retreat in Palm Beach in Florida on the 14th of October. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, he took this really unprompted turn and just said, I'm not into golden showers. <laughs> and at first glance, this might be quite random yeah. and inexplicable. Uh-huh. Um, but this article was saying, and it also credits a Washington Post article, which was saying, which is why I know it's real, it's true. Oh, right. um, they explained that he was referencing the steel dossier which is a collection of memos put together by former British spy Christopher Steele during the 2016 presidential election. So he was hired to investigate Trump's links with Russia, and some of his findings were to do with Trump's uh, conduct involving prostitutes.
0: Oh my god! And there
1: was there was a so-called this... pee tape, which is verified, oh that it, but it was there. And so oh. he just had to uh, clarify that he doesn't enjoy urination. <laughs> uh, during sex and then he referred to his wife Melania Trump and oh God. she um sorry he claimed that his wife didn't believe the P tape either
0: right it was very strange yeah
2: that's so strange woman also woman.
1: I don't really know why he think he felt like he had to clear that
0: up yeah I <laughs> Just- I feel like but, I didn't yeah. look
2: at it until he tried to clear it up
0: <laughs> yeah exactly it brought more attention mm-hmm. and to it, it was an unverified
1: p-tape
0: oh. <laughs> p-tape so odd oh, i think those were pretty goddamn good weird and wackies for our last <laughs> show we are going to take a break but after this we're just going to kind of reflect and reminisce on the past episodes that we really enjoyed uh making and listening back to and uh yeah so stay tuned for for that
2: Hey guys welcome back to our very last episode of season 8 we hope you've enjoyed the journey so far um we're just about to break down our favorite episodes of the year and just reflect a little bit um, on our favorite episodes what we liked about it and we're just gonna have a little bit of a discussion as well as to what the future holds for car chats so Mm. um I'm sure this would have been really hard to go back through and pick a favorite episode (laughs) because there's so many fun memories um even some of the harder ones as well I feel like we had such good conversations but Hess, did you want to get started with your favorite app?
1: Absolutely. And I'm cheating a little bit because mine isn't from this season, but it is from the end of last season. So it is still this year. It is season seven, episode nine, and it is titled Coercive Control and Friendships with Exes. And the reason I really, really loved this episode is I just, you know, when you finish recording something and you feel really proud right so I just feel like I did so much research I guess I study a lot of this too but about coercive control and I really wanted us to do it justice because it's not that spoken about and like for context it is a type of family violence and it involves a pattern of controlling behaviors that creates an unequal power dynamic so we discussed the shortfalls of the criminal justice system and the legal system when it comes to recognising these issues and then responding to them. And then we spoke about um, signs and behaviours to look out for and provided resources you can access if you're struggling. And I will just say, if you or anyone you know is struggling, please contact 1-800-RESPECT. Um, and I just felt really, really proud of that conversation and I like I just really felt like it was really informative and I I don't know if that's like a weird thing to say with toot our own horns but <laughs> I don't know I just really you know. found that conversation so insightful and really really powerful I remember yeah. Yeah. and then
2: yeah
1: I think the lightness of the next conversation about yeah. friendships with exes was just just needed to balance yes the heaviness yeah, of that so first segment
0: yes and that's what you guys probably noticed like we do really try to balance it out with either a heavy heavy and light topic or you know we always try and do something current kind affair of and taboo um and I think that's a really good example of it because it was a really you're right it wasn't informative it was a heavy um topic to discuss but the friendship with exes one was just it was just interesting like just I think it was kind yeah. of funny at yeah. times but you know it was yeah. it was insightful Don't... and it opened our eyes as ourselves to like yeah. how people react differently and and um what to do in those situations but 100%. I 100% agree with you test. it was a really good episode.
1: Yeah and I will say that was the day of Cat's graduation so we had oh, the lovely yes. Genjo stepping in. Yeah <laughs> of course. We were watching the live
0: stream of Cat while we were in There's a the lot theater. going on. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. No. I thought I was in that episode. No. <laughs> that's why i'm like yeah it was so informative i remember this i was like i definitely (laughs) listened to it that's why
2: i also just wanted to say about coercive control as well really quickly in terms of i think we cover a lot of mainstream topics and things that are talked about a lot especially in like you know in the news or like controversial topics and can't speak controversial topics and i think with coercive control there was like there wasn't like a hundred percent definition in terms of like just you know a dictionary definition as well as like a legal definition. And I think doing a lot of research into that and kind of like discussing it, I think that was super exciting as well, especially not being one of the like really talked about topics. I remember like trying to like define it as well as getting into it. I just felt like you said, Tess, like really proud in terms of talking about something that I feel like not a lot of people had either thought about or discussed with friends or like one of like similar to like the financial abuse situation, one of the like less talked about topics of family violence and and all that. So I think, yeah, I think diving into that and talking about it was definitely like a really, really insightful moment as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Kat, what was your favorite episode?
0: I think I'm gonna settle with the revisiting Free Britney um episode, only because okay. that was similar to what you said about doing that preparation and doing it justice, because so much had come out. We had already done the first episode as our, one of our first uh, podcast episode. And I think revisiting that and um, exploring more about Brittany and because there was so much coming out, we just felt like we had to do that. And yeah, it was, it was um, a fulfilling episode, I think not only to cover everything, but also, to kind of, I don't know. We had done so much research, and we had been following this for so long that it, yeah, it felt really important and a part of what we do, like what we like to talk about, you know, yeah. and, and the importance of that. And it's been and the only
2: consistent topic as well.
0: It has, it has, and I think, um, yeah, it was a it was a really good episode to do. And I do have to mention um, the episode "Sex on Dating Apps" and content moderation because again, I felt very con- like I felt. Um, that the content moderation thing wasn't really talked about that much. And yeah. it was something that I had learned from uni and I could bring that to the conversation. And I think it brought up um, some really interesting um, conversations about how we have to behave on um, the, on the internet, sorry. And um, how that's also moderated and monitored. So yeah, mm. that's, that's mine.
1: Interesting, but kind of scary. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Yeah. Um, even reflecting on, revisiting Britney, both uh if I do say so like really great episodes yes. <laughs> it feels strange saying that but I do love them but just reflecting on that one about Brittany whilst editing I was listening to our first episode we did about Brittany
2: mm-hmm. and yeah. to see
0: how far we've come that's true that's true I thought that too
1: in a short amount of time was feeling really, really amazing yeah and I just felt really good about us and the work we do, like we do this for fun. Do you know what I mean? Like we take these hours out of our week to do this for fun because we genuinely love it. Absolutely. I agree.
2: Yeah. And I just found myself getting obviously really invested growing up with Brittany, just following her story. I think it was really good to yeah. revisit it and kind of like it kind of felt a bit like closure in terms of like Yes, I agree. Know, putting, you know what I mean, just being like, okay, cool. Like we've we've done all because mm. a lot of times we talk about things and raising awareness and a lot of times they kind of just fade to the back, I suppose, or mm. we don't really, you know, revisit it. And I think in terms of that, just finally like not finally, but having something, you know, right like come from such a small like, movement to being so, like, international and then having that closure and some sort of success was just really rewarding. And I just remember being really happy doing that episode. 100%. Sean, what's yours? Um, I think my one, my favourite, maybe not favourite, but one that I really, really enjoyed and I think was really important was the friendship um, series in terms of, like, talking about friendship breakups and whether you should reconnect or not. And I think that one was really hard personally, because obviously we all have friends, we all have falling outs. And I feel like in your twenties, it's just one of those times where it's really, you can see yourself growing and growing in different directions to other people and maybe not aligning so much with other people's morals and ideas, as well as also creating boundaries. I feel like growing up, I never really set boundaries for myself. So I think as I was setting boundaries and, you know, maybe losing friends here and there and stuff, it kind of felt like a bad thing. So I think definitely having that conversation and kind of like unpacking it a little bit and finding so many people who also had like similar journeys in terms of feeling guilty at some points and also trying to reconnect and all that. And just being able to like talk about it and not feel so alone, I suppose, in that situation. And I think it was a really hard topic and something that everyone at some point would relate to. And it was also really hard as well. I might add. So I think mm. I just felt proud as well after for actually getting through it and feeling like I didn't just use the episode to like, you know, like throw dirt around, but actually yeah. just generally talk about progress and as well as informative, I guess. That
0: was so key. I think when we were going into those episodes where it wasn't about, you know, using our experience as um, to reflect on rather than to, as you said, like show, <laughs> throw any shade or whatever, yeah. like everyone goes through this stuff and it doesn't matter what happened. Well, it does matter what happened, but it, it doesn't matter what happened because as long as you can recognize, um, you know, what happened and if you can move past it and grow from, from that situation, obviously it is an unfortunate thing to go through and it is an underrated thing, I think, in terms of people don't really talk about it or don't, see it as a big deal but it is it does feel like very much a romantic breakup and mm. I think um that that was really important for us to recognize and and yeah acknowledge that it is a tough thing to go through and it's normal I think that's the other thing it, there shouldn't be any shame on oh you're you had a friendship breakup so you're the bad friend like
2: there yeah. shouldn't
0: be any any shame yeah. with that or any sort of negative connotation to it because everyone goes through it and as long as you can move on and grow from it that's yeah. what that matters.
1: I think my major takeaway from that episode was that I realised that setting boundaries are a form of self-respect. Yes, absolutely. And the second I realised that, I was like, you know what, I don't feel bad.
2: I don't feel bad
1: for taking care of myself if I need to and if that involves, you know, ending a friendship that isn't necessarily very healthy you know, and hasn't been sure. healthy for a long time. So I, I I, back that entirely. I loved those episodes.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, we also just wanted to do a call out to our listeners. Like, you know, we love hearing from you. And we love having conversations with you. And we just want to know going into next year what you'd like to hear, what you'd mm. like to see from us, any ideas for how we can improve or yeah, like please DM us on Instagram, message us 100%. on Facebook.
0: Yeah. We love hearing from you. Yeah, definitely message us on which episodes you guys like as yeah. well. We'd yeah. love to hear what you'd you like hearing from us and what you want to hear more of. Obviously, our show is about everything to be irrelevant to you, so keep it in that nature. But <laughs> please do um, do I'm let not- us know.
2: On that topic as well I just want to say I feel like sometimes I'm very surprised by like what people DM us about like there are some things that I feel like I'm like oh we're gonna get like a few people messaging about this or like having an opinion and then some episodes where I'm like I don't really you know it's like we covered it we we did the show didn't really think that there'd be a lot of like feedback and then like I go into our DMs and I'm like you know like people have messaged me like oh like I really want to you know can't wait for this episode or oh um you know this is really insightful well done and I'm like oh like it just it's yeah. always it's always really good getting that feedback because then that just gives us a lot of like um motivation
0: I guess, it, I guess. yeah and yeah. to
2: you know to fine tune I guess what you guys want to hear more about because mm. obviously if you want to hear more personal stuff we can do that or if you just you just listen to car chats to keep up to date with the world in like you know a less intense and more like you know um conversational manner like we we yeah. obviously would love to know and we can definitely change our segments depending yeah. on we keep I'd- saying call-ins, but I really, <laughs> really, really want to have some people calling in. Um, at some hopefully,
0: point. hopefully next year we're going to head back into the studio or at least record together in person, which is always fun. Um, to do, but I just wanted to quickly shout out um y- your mum, Sean, and my mum who react to every oh, so single cute. post so in our DMs, and yeah. it's so lovely. But regardless of what it what it is. A, it's a reaction and it's so sweet. I love it. It yeah, warms <laughs> me. I
2: tell mom that I'm doing the show all the time and she never has questions. And I'm like, I don't know if she knows exactly what's happening. Yeah, but exactly. I just love <laughs> it's the introduction. Yeah, it's, it's
1: okay. My mum's the same. Like, well, she doesn't have on Instagram. her Facebook. Oh, but on, she on Facebook. Abs- yeah. so she's our
2: Facebook she, queen. Yes. She
1: has absolutely no idea
2: what we do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: She hasn't listened to a single episode, bless her heart. But she likes Aww. every post. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. It's
2: awesome. Yeah. Maybe uh, we, have to do car chats we should get our moms on there. I feel like i just love to see them <laughs> That sit could down be so cool. have a bit of a chat. Could interview like, them. Yeah, exactly. And, like, actually, I feel like all our moms have, like, either are either first-gen or second-gen, um what's it called? Migrets. Australians. So oh, sorry, yeah. I feel like that'd be, yeah, I feel like that'd be such a good conversation to to have and, like, talk about their experience. And 100%. we obviously love um, hearing from the girls, obviously, we're feminist podcast. So it'd be really nice to get some more... You know, women on the show, and anyway. so I'm jotting this <laughs> yeah. down.
0: Yeah,
2: excellent.
0: I love
1: it so much. Yay. We are going to take a very, very quick break, and then jump straight into our recommendations to end the episode and the season.
2: Woohoo! <laughs>
0: Welcome back to Car Chats with Tess, Kat and Sean. Our final segment for our final show of season eight. Yes, hell yes, we are there. So exciting, but so sad at the same time. Anyways, let's jump into our recommendations. My one is uh, my mum's knitting page um, because I don't think I have recommended her Instagram page yet uh, this season or last season. I don't think. Maybe I have. Well, I'm going to re- replug it. Um, it's Orange K Knitting. So my mum's been knitting lots of pretty jumpers and she's made this Instagram page to share um, lots of photos and, and all the jumpers that she's making. She unfortunately cannot sell them yet. Um, there have been plenty of inquiries, you know, but uh, hopefully one day. But, yeah, it's, re- it's a really lovely um page. Yeah. Um, for her to just um, share her love for knitting. So if you would That's like amazing. to hit her up, it's Orange K Knitting. And not in the naughty way. She's had some requests on Instagram, like her should <laughs>
2: <Ooh. laughs> be Wait, wait what? I don't know if
0: I should air this, um, but let's just say, you know, people really like her Instagram page. I don't know.
2: Wow. <laughs> Very nice oh. Instagram page. <laughs> but, I will
1: say she's extraordinarily talented. And mm-hmm. the thank Instagram you. page is just gorgeous.
2: Oh, oh it absolutely oh, is. Know. And I just give the people what they want, please. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been, I've been asking I mean, <laughs> I think, and I was just hoping that she would drop the price or something, sorry. Yeah. But no. it's fine. We'll wait everything that's worth that everything that's worth waiting for wait no what is it whatever you know what I mean I'll wait for it it looks awesome and I'm so keen I will also be doing a plug for my recommendation I am plugging Cosmo and Clay so Liv and I have been pretty busy this is all her work I'm just there for like you know like I don't know helping out and stuff and it's been really fun to like see her be really passionate and like get into it and she's put in so much work and um surprisingly it's I don't want to say surprisingly but it looks so good and I'm genuinely surprised in how she got it together so quickly um she's spending so much time getting the page together getting the videos and getting all the supplies for it but I'll haven't even told you guys what it is (laughs) it's basically a kit to get messy with your friends get lit and get messy or um as I like to say. And basically, if you order a kit, it comes with everything you need to make some awesome clay works, as well as making some cocktails to enjoy the night. And I know everyone is getting back into like lockdowns easing, but you can still go to your friend's house and it would definitely be a really cute night to just get drunk with some friends and get messy. So oh,
1: even a cute, we'll, cute date night, like cute
2: definitely self-care definitely night. A yeah. cute date it's night, everything. It's such so, a lovely idea.
0: yeah and we'll plug
2: it I'll put it on the socials later so you can go have a look but it would be really awesome if um you know if you have the capacity to to help us out but
1: no worries I just wanted to say that that's one of the most beautiful things I think I've seen come out of the pandemic it's like the rise in small businesses for sure you know the rise in people just going for it but then also I recognize that there are a lot of small businesses who've really been impacted by the pandemic anyway But amazing recommendations, both of you. Mine is completely different. Mine is the latest season of The Bachelorette. Love (laughs) it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I can't
0: even speak. Brooke Blurton. If it's not food, it's reality TV, isn't it?
1: (laughs) it is. You know me. Or a
2: podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or a podcast too because I don't watch TV shows or movies. And anyways, but Brooke Blurton, if you don't know her, this is her third stint with the franchise and she is an absolute sweetheart she is an indigenous woman she is our first indigenous lead she is also our first bisexual lead so we've never seen this kind of format on the show before where we have both men and women vying for a contestant and their heart and it's so interesting because I like it's going to be so juicy because yeah, would be. contestants are going to hook up with each other yeah. too. Anyway, scandalous. but <laughs> this season seems different So they started with a really, really beautiful welcome to country and Brooke was really Mm. emotional. She was crying. I was crying watching it. It was just really gorgeous and long overdue as well. But not only that, like the drama a lot of the time in The Bachelor is fabricated, let's say, and they cast controversial individuals for drama. Right. But this season it just seems... Really, really nice. Like everyone, like obviously you've got your your individuals who are a bit questionable and make questionable decisions, but yeah. no one's really there just just for drama. Do you know what I mean? Like they all have a real interest in Brooke and she's gorgeous. That's good. And-
2: yeah, I did watch the yeah. first F and definitely like the meeting part. A lot of people were very like, I have been looking forward to this for so long and yeah. I've just been waiting so long to tell you how I feel about you. So, yeah, it has definitely been so wholesome. And I just want to mention that little drama with the chair. So basically oh, the, love seat. the contestants, like, you know, for the, his entrance, like built um, like a little love seat with Brooke. And then this other girl came in and basically stole it away to sit on it. And I was like, oh, so, <laughs> so rude. And oh, I don't bitch. know why. I think it's because I really like that guy. I can't remember his name. I think it's Conrad. Bruce. Conrad. Conrad. Yeah. Oh. He's such a sweetheart, and yeah. honestly, I I ship them, even though I'm hoping she ends up with a girl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be really, really interesting and i think next week
2: some intruders are coming in so ooh, spicy anyways can't wait yeah anyways that just about wraps up our very brief and short show today we hope you've enjoyed it and you we hope you've enjoyed reminiscing with us a little bit um in the meantime we are going to take an extended break this time and feel free to catch up with us on our podcast um either on apple podcast or spotify and make sure you are following our socials because that is where we announce most of our updates definitely instagram we've like weaned off facebook for some reason recently Uh, (laughs) instagram is going off and that's where we'll announce everything and we'll keep you in the loop and hopefully we can be a bit more engaging as well on instagram i've got some ideas about um, posts and stuff so definitely stay for a follow and we wish everyone good luck for your exams as well We know it's a really hard time um hang in there uh, do you guys have any other words to say to our listeners before we say our bittersweet goodbye
0: no just enjoy enjoy the freedom have Absolutely. lots of fun and yeah. um, and thank you for your support and
1: love always yeah it means the world genuinely to know that something you do as a hobby you know like people enjoy